Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pipes with Augustine. If you don't know me yet, my name is Chris Jasper. And yes, I am pretending to smoke with an empty pipe, which is very sad. Why is it empty? Well, I'll explain that later, but boy, it does smell beautiful. Last week, I released my interview with Father Ripperger on the discussing the topic of artificial intelligence. Of course, this is the second interview on this new podcast channel here. And uh, there's been a lot of comments that have come in. And today I would like to review some of those comments. Some of them are nice, some of them not so nice. And I would like to review some of them and answer some of the statements that have been made uh, and some of the uh, somewhat comical misconceptions uh, also that have uh, been made. So I just want to clarify some of those. And Basically, the, 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 they'll be, the comments will be broken down into three basic topics or, or addressing points. Quality or lack thereof of the interviewers, that is myself and my friend Eric. Second, am I trying to get into Hollywood? And third, am I trying to copy or compete with Pints with Aquinas? Answers to all of these are coming right up. First, let's take a look at some of the nice comments that were received. Just three short ones. From Andy Copeland, 7051. Guys, this was a fantastic interview. You picked a great guy to speak on this stuff. Thanks for sharing. Can't wait to see what y'all do with this. Keep going. Thank you very much, Andy. Uh, second, Rene Montalvo, 6538. Great episode. I really look forward to this channel's future content. Thank you. So do I. And from Joe Wagner, or maybe pronounces it Wagner, 8139. Gentlemen, that was an excellent one hour, 24 minutes, and 35 seconds. Thank you so much, and thank you. Okay, now for the negative comments. Uh, there's a variety of different types of negative comments that have been posted, some disagreeing uh, with Father's assessment, with Eric's assessment, that uh, AI is in and of itself fine but what is wrong is is the uh man's propensity to use it for evil there are some of the comments that have been made that saying no that's wrong ai just is bad in and of itself i'm not addressing those comments uh the comments that i'm addressing here are those which have been directed at myself and my friend eric about our lack of quality as interviewers from misty violet 3825, quote, it was painful to listen to the host's unprepared questions for Father R. Hosts must at least prepare their questions in advance, and they can modify it as needed during the actual interview, but at least have a rough draft, exclamation point. This was an amateur interview, but hopefully it will improve with time and more preparedness from the hosts. Yes, I hope it will improve too. Thank you. Second, planeta.comets underscore 2031. What a wasting of time for Father. These two need to do their homework before they invite great figures such as Father Ripperger. Yes, he is great. And I will talk a little bit later about my relationship with him. It is an interesting topic and Father, as usual, brilliant. Even when, even with these two very unprepared gentlemen, I want to draw your attention to these comments where they keep mentioning uh, the point of being unprepared. Uh, 
Talking about intention and application for one moment, I thought, triple exclamation, a triple question mark. Are they serious? Hum, um, 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 times 100 and picking on trads was not a strategy, guys. Sad face. I'm going to come back to that point. And third, S.M. Baron. Too many ahs. Really? You guys might work on proper speech. Ah, um, 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 ah. Okay. So the majority of these types of comments, there's more than just these, but the majority of these types of comments are addressing the fact that I and my friend Eric are terrible interviewers and there's a lot of ums and ahs. Okay, about the ums and ahs. Well, first, let me back up. Okay, about being terrible interviewers. I am not an experienced, skilled interviewer. I know that. And I don't try to present myself as one who is skilled and experienced. Um, Take someone who is skilled and experienced. Matt Frad, for example. Jordan Peterson. Michael Knowles, etc. They are very good, excellent interviewers. But do you think they were as good as they are now when they did their first interview? I highly doubt it. They probably weren't as good then as they are now. But you have to start somewhere. Um, I have only done a handful of interviews in my life beginning three years ago, doing my very first interview with, again, Father Ripperger. And that was a terrible interview. I'll get into that. Uh, just briefly explaining. I've only done a handful of interviews. I know I'm not a great interviewer, but in a certain sense, that's fine. It's okay. Because you got to start somewhere. And how do you get good at it? By practicing, by doing it. And if you just wait until you are good, well, you're never going to get around to it. And you're not going to get good unless you actually do it. So yes, not a skilled, experienced interviewer like those others. But I'm just trying to do the best I can. And every time you do it, the the better you get. And hopefully I I will improve with time. In regard to the ahs and ums, some ahs and ums is just normal. That just occurs in normal speech most of the time. I don't think I had that many in this interview. Maybe I did, but I don't think I did. I do know that Eric had a lot of ahs and ums, partially because I think that's kind of just how he normally talks, but also I am an um, inexperienced interviewer, and even less so is Eric. I think this may have been his very first interview. So, yeah, he kind of talks like that already, I think. And then, um, see, I just did, um, and then on top of it, doing your very first interview, there's, you know, nervousness and whatnot it, to be expected. Yeah, it's it's not that pleasant to listen to, um, but, you know, that's what it is. But I want to go back to uh, this point here. Actually, I'll touch I'm going to go to this point here where uh, picking on trads was not a strategy, guys. I wonder, you know, there was only this one individual who made that comment, but I'm sure there are others who maybe thought that too. I, I don't know why, because quite frankly, we are trads. 
I don't consider myself a trad. I simply consider myself a Catholic who uh, upholds the entire teaching of the church, not just one segment or sector from one time period or one particular pope and, and council or whatever, the entirety of the teaching of the church. I'm not a saint of a contest. Pope Francis is the pope. However good or bad he may be, he's still the pope. There's the magisterium. We embrace the entire teaching of the church. I do attend a traditional liturgy. I go to parish of the fraternity of St. Peter, but I'm simply a Catholic. Um, I don't know why this individual thought we were picking on trads because it was simply stating, here's this phenomenon I, I um, uh, recognize. There's you know a lot of people who are trying to get back to the land, myself included. I live off grid. And I see this movement primarily taking place within traditional Catholic communities among the Catholics. You know, Protestants do this too and whatnot. But among Catholics, I see it primarily among traditional Catholics. And, you know, uh, there's, there's this common view. And is that a good view? Is it a bad view? What, what, what's the balance there? And that was the question. I don't see how that's necessarily picking on trads. Same thing with, in regards to the question on movies. You know, there's this common, you know, this mindset, which I see most common among traditional Catholics, um, at least Catholics that attend the traditional liturgy. And simply asking, what's the balance there? What's the right kind of the way to, to view it? You know, it's not picking on, on trads. Um, uh, but anyway, and as for being prepared or unprepared, I find this a little bit amusing because um, there's, multiple comments of saying the interviewers are unprepared. And it's not the first time I received that. There's plenty of comments like that on the very first interview I did with Father Ripperger about Gregorian chant. Um, my other channel is, is Gregorian chant Academy where I teach Gregorian chant and make recordings. So I interviewed him there three years ago on Gregorian chant. That was a terrible interview on my part. It was my very first interview and it was an extremely hectic day. Everything was going wrong that day. Um, but there was so many comments of people saying, oh, he was so unprepared, you know, and it's embarrassing and whatnot. But with that interview and this interview, if you're actually paying attention, it's very clear that it was prepared and there was a list of questions. For example, in the first interview on, on Gregorian chant, um, just so many things were going wrong that they, the interview almost didn't even happen. It just, nothing seemed to be going right. I was super stressed out and I wasn't able to get my questions printed. Um, and uh, finally, when we, when we did get connected, I was trying to settle my mind and calm down and, and, and whatnot and, and remember my questions just off the top of my head because I couldn't get them printed. But if anyone was paying attention, it would be very clear and obvious that I did have a prepared list of questions because at one point when I forget one of my questions, I'm sitting there, um, I'm trying to remember my question. What is it? Father jumps in and says, well, I have your list of questions here in front of me. Would you like me to read it? And I say, yeah, sure, go ahead. And he reads the question that I had prepared and sent to him in advance. Obviously, somebody's not paying attention when they say, I did not have a prepared list of questions. 
Plus, it's also explained in the description of the video. Same thing here. Was I prepared or unprepared? I did have a prepared list of questions. And if anyone is paying attention, you would see that Eric and I had a notebook with us. Eric had it most of the time. As far as his preparedness goes, I can't exactly speak to that. I know that right before, as we were getting the interview set up, he was jotting down ideas and questions in the notebook, which he was holding on to most of the time. And if you're paying attention, you can see he's looking at it quite a bit. Um, see, I just did an um. <laughs> I had uh, most of the, my questions were prepared and written down in the notebook. There were a couple of unprepared questions, which did come up as a result of the conversation. But most of my questions were prepared. And in fact, a couple of times I, I grabbed the notebook from Eric and actually read from it. So, yes, we were prepared. But there is a distinction here, a difference between being prepared and being skilled, experienced interviewers. Yes, we were prepared, but that doesn't necessarily mean just because you're prepared that you're going to be a skilled, experienced interviewer like Matt Frad or Jordan Peterson, etc. You can be prepared and still be a, a terrible interviewer. So, yes, we were prepared. We were not picking on trads. And, yeah, the ahs and ums were excessive, but... You know, that happens when you're doing it for your first time, for Eric anyway. And, you know, nerves come up. Okay. So that deals with that. We'll go on to the second topic now. Am I trying to get into Hollywood? Is Eric, are we trying to get into Hollywood? Well, this kind of comes up because in the very beginning of the interview, we mentioned that we had, you know, we've known each other since we were little kids. We went to film school together. Um, you know, he graduated with a degree from Long Beach University in film and media. I graduated from the New York Film Academy in Hollywood uh, in acting. And at that time, that was back in 2008. At that time, yes, I was trying to get into Hollywood. But shortly after I graduated, for a number of different reasons, both practical and spiritual, I decided not to pursue that anymore and instead to pursue sacred music. Eric, after he graduated, I think in 2009, he went on to join Act One, and he tried continuing to pursue that for a while. Um, of course, nothing ever happened. Um, and, and then uh, this, this year, we finally started working together, just making short films for fun. Does that mean, you know, we, we still have a, a passion for filmmaking and storytelling. Does that mean that we're trying to get into Hollywood? No. Um, I'm just going to read this comment here there because that, that came up, you know, it was explained in the video that we are, you know, making this short film, which the particular short film mentioned was about, you know, dealing with AI and abortion. But then there was this comment made by fun soul eight Quote, Father Ripperger is an expert in exorcism and the, doc and the doctrine of the Catholic Church. But these guys should have interviewed someone they knew about, not just someone that's famous because they're trying to get into Hollywood. I find that hilarious. Um, <laughs> obviously, Mr. Funsoul8, or maybe it's a woman, I don't know, Funsoul8, 
didn't read the slightest bit of the description of the video. <laughs> because had this person read just the very first part of the description, they would know, what's it say? My personal friend of 10 years, priest, exorcist, philosopher, theologian, Father Chad Ripperger. If you had read that much of the description, that alone you would know, this isn't just someone famous that I'm reaching out to get. He's a personal friend. And actually, to be, to be accurate, of 11 years now. I've known Father personally for 11 years now. He used to be the pastor of our parish here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So I got to, I've known him personally for 11 years now. He's not just some famous person trying to get trying to get into Hollywood. One, he's not just some famous person. He's a personal friend. And two, we're not trying to get into Hollywood. Would we like to see this short film that we have made? Uh, would, we, would we like the 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 feature length version? Would we, would we like this to turn into a feature length film? Yes, we would. That, we would love that. But it's not going to happen by Hollywood. Uh, the way it might happen is if we send it to Angel Studios and it raises sufficient funding, then it could be turned into a feature-length film. Does that mean that we will be making it? Probably not. I mean, Eric, maybe he might direct it. Maybe turn it over to somebody else, some you know professional studios. Um, but no, not trying to get into Hollywood. That doesn't mean we can't still have a passion for filmmaking and enjoy the process. Okay, and last but not least, am I trying to copy or compete with pints with Aquinas? And why am I not smoking a pipe? Okay, two comments here. David, David Smietansky, 6035, don't like the name. Stand on your own and work for your subscribers. Okay. Uh, at, let's see, Tradlight. Couple of suggestions. Change the name or smoke pipes. But Matt Frad already smokes pipes more than he drinks on his show. But you'll always be compared to Pints with Aquinas if you don't change the name. And that's an uphill battle you don't need or want and likely won't win. Okay, first about the pipes. Why, with the channel called Pipes with Augustine, am I not smoking a pipe? Well, the answer is very simple. I'm in a small room, which does not have an exhaust fan ventilation built into it. If I were to smoke in here, it would be it would get extremely smoky very quick. Uh, so, that solves it right there. I can't smoke a pipe, at least not in this room, which is my studio room. I eventually hope to have an exhaust fan installed once I have the money saved up for it, and then I would be able to smoke my pipes in here. But until such a time, I have to simply dream about it and smoke my pipe when I'm not doing a show. Um, and then what about the name? Pipes with Augustine. Am I trying to compete with Pints with Aquinas with Matt Frad? Am I trying to copy him? No, not at all. In fact, the first interview I did with my dad on the history of communism and whatnot, very first thing I stated in there was, I am not trying to copy Matt Frad's Pints with Aquinas. 
Um, I I like Matt Fred. I his show Pines with Aquinas is probably my favorite Catholic podcast. So Matt, if you happen to be watching this. I am not trying to copy you, not trying to compete with you. I enjoy your show, and I consider Pines of Aquinas more of an inspiration. I'm not trying to copy or compete. But, you see, this is not my full-time job. Um, my other channel, Gregorian Chant Academy, is my full-time job. And as of a few months ago, I merged my company, the Chant Academy, with Floriani Sacred Music which is a 501c3 nonprofit. Um, so now Gregorian Chant Academy is one and the same as Floriani, kind of two different divisions, different projects, but one and the same organization. That's my full-time job. This is something I just do on the side. Uh, when I have topics that I would like to interview, uh, topics I would like to um, uh, investigate, with a particular person to interview, then that's what I have this channel here for. This is more of just like a hobby for me. And I'm not trying to compete with anyone. So why choose the name? Well, I enjoy pipes and cigars. I really like St. Augustine. I like Thomas Aquinas too, but I like St. Augustine. And actually, when I was trying to think of a name for this channel, I was thinking of something more along the lines of, you know, um, something with Chesterton or, you know, Tolkien and 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 um, C.S. Lewis, the Inklings, you know, or um, maybe something with Chesterton, Hilaire Belloc, you know, going along those routes. And and I was thinking, you know, I, I, I knew, I thought I wanted to have something to do with pipes. And I wanted to be Catholic. This is a primarily Catholic thing and so then i was thinking hey saint augustine he's one of my favorite theologians and philosophers pipes with augustine and it's kind of a you know a play or a a, um a play on pints with aquinas a um i'm having a a blank on, on 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 the word uh that i'm trying to think of here but that's all it is it's just having fun with the name. I enjoy pipes. I enjoy St. Augustine. Uh, just like I enjoy also enjoy, um, good quality beer and coffee. Um, so yeah, just because I pick a name, a playful pun, punny name, doesn't mean that I'm trying to copy someone. So that's all this is this, this channel, this, this is nothing to do about me. It's not has this channel. The, the interviews has nothing to do about me, not even with the guests. What is this channel about? What is the purpose of these interviews? It's really seeking. It's a love of truth. It's a love of knowledge and truth and seeking that, seeking for that knowledge and truth and beauty. That's what this channel is about. Having questions and interviewing uh well-educated and respected persons who can help answer those questions seeking knowledge and truth that's what this channel is about and hopefully despite my lack of skill and experience as an interviewer the content will hopefully be good and help you and all of us um, so that we can learn that knowledge and truth and 
learn how to apply it in our everyday lives, give glory to God, sanctify ourselves, and help uh, help convert our fellow neighbors and convert our culture in the world and, and bring all souls back to Christ. That's That's really what this is about. So, anyway, I hope uh this answered your questions and any questions or concerns you may have had that you did not voice and uh please if you can like the video subscribe i hate i hate asking that but you know it is what helps the channel and also um if you can subscribe to pipes with augustine over on spiritus tv as well if you can subscribe there as well because it's the catholic alternative to youtube who knows when this content here this channel could be uh taken down and uh, spiritus is a good backup there um and help you know support other catholic companies all right well thank you all very much and next up the next interview i will be doing is with my good friend ryan grant the founder of mediatrics press uh hope to be doing that sometime in december and we'll have that up as soon as i can get it ready Thank you all very much. God bless and take care.